Welcome again uh, for joining the show tonight at the uh, Renegade Podcast. Unfortunately, uh, uh, Duke's not going to make it tonight, uh, but I do have Wes uh, in the studio. And Wes, thanks again for being here. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. And I want to, I want to wish uh, Duke the best at the strip club. Don't spend too much money, but uh, good luck, buddy. And uh, <laughs> come on, man, you could have gave him a little more honor than that. You could have at least made up that he was sick or not feeling well. <laughs> No, Duke's sick. Duke's not feeling well, so that's why he's not here. I don't know about the strip club. That's not maybe not be too far off, but <laughs> oh, is my mic still on? Yeah, your mic, your mic's still on. No, you know what's irritating is I was at the uh, grocery store earlier before we get into uh, any of the topics, and let me tell you what pisses me off. And you know I have a long fuse. I mean, you can agree on Mike. You don't have to shake your head. Some people know. Yeah, no, you do. You do have a pretty long fuse. I will say that. Yeah, it's can... almost as long as mine. <laughs> yeah, right. No, but I got a really, really long fuse. So there's not a whole lot that really pisses me off in life. I mean, it takes a lot to really, really piss me off. I'm standing in line. I'll tell you the one thing that really sets me off. I'm standing in line, and I have like three items. And somehow I always get stuck behind some Yenta that wants to sit and BS with the cashier about her dogs, about her life. She's already done scanning all her groceries and she's just sitting there running her mouth as she's digging in for her card on and on and on. And then you always got the Yenta cashier that is retired and they both sit there and talk back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I was the only dickhead that spoke up. I was like, you know, can we move this along? Can we, you know, I got things, I got places to be, I got things I need to do. And I sound like a complete asshole, but literally this went on. I'm sure it was like a minute, minute and a half, but it felt like 10 minutes. And they both look at me and give me the dirtiest look like I'm the biggest scumbag that ever walked on the planet. And there's like a guy right behind me in a military uniform. And he goes, thank God you said something. He's like, this freaking, this is ridiculous. But, and that's why I like the self-checkout. You know, some of the stores you can do your own self-checkout. That's why I do self-checkout because I can go in and... I'm not sure why I'm going off on this tirade, but it just pisses me off. <laughs> they upset you, didn't they? Yeah, it just really pisses me off. It's like, don't sit there. If yeah. you're that lonely, yeah. you know, go down to the homeless shelter. Yeah. Give them food. I'm sure they'll sit and talk to you all day long. Don't dick off in line when I'm behind you and sit there and tell this woman your life story. You know, I, I think she's talking about when at the Civil War. She went from, like, the Civil War on to, like, how her husband loves this, you know, mac and cheese to... Uh, bananas are his favorite, and that's why she always buys bananas. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, move this along, old woman. You're killing me. You're, you're slowly killing me. You got you have like one or two items. It's going to take you about thirty seconds to get through the aisle. Yeah, but it, it turns out to be like a twenty minute ordeal. Well, the bad thing is, you know, I know I have this boyish voice over the air, but I really am a monster. I mean, I look like a biker, <laughs> all tattooed up, shaved head, yeah. and I'm back there huffing and puffing. And finally, when it gets to my, you know, every person in front of me, she's like, how are you today? Yeah. She won't make eye contact she with would, you. She wouldn't make eye contact with me. She scanned my stuff and was like, thanks for shopping. <laughs> Get Bye. the hell out of here. <laughs> and she's called security while she's at it. Yeah. You know what even gets me more than that? That actually really pisses me off. And I've done it several times. I've done it at like the Shell station when I'm getting gas. I've done it in the Fred Myers when I'm getting groceries. It really gets me when I walk up to the aisle, expressly, especially the express part of it. You know, the express lane You're supposed to go up there with like 11 items or less, right? Yeah. But you always have that one person that will go up and have like, I don't know, he's buying a piece of gum and maybe a small bag of dog food. And then he decides to go up there and all of a sudden he thinks he's in Vegas. He's like sitting there. He's like, I need, I need that scratch ticket. I need this scratch ticket. I need this bingo ticket. And the next thing you know, you're sitting there for 15 minutes while this guy can decide on what tickets he wants to gamble on. Yeah. And then the kicker is, is sometimes while she's, while she's handing him the tickets, she's scratching them as she, as she's handing him the tickets and yeah. he's turning them back in. Like there's nobody, nobody behind him, nobody yeah. in line. That's one of them. The second part of it that really gets me and you've, I, I'm sure you've been there. So. The person that goes up. So there's this new thing. Let me let me back up a little bit. So there's this new thing with like iPhones. There's this new thing with like the Samsung phones to where you can actually get your coupons on your phone. I already know where you're going with and this. And so you cruise up there and they're like, okay, here's this one. Scan this one. Scan this one. I, t- 
tell you what, man. Every time I go, every time I go up to the counter, I have one of those people in front of me. They still haven't figured out how to use their phone, regardless of what phone it is. And they're like, "Oh, wait a minute, I'll find this one. Oh, wait a minute, I'll find this one. I'll find this one." And it's it's kind of funny because the cashiers at that time, they're like, "Okay, screw your phone. I've got a line of people." And they grab their like the Fred Myers ad off the counter, and they're like, bleep, 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 yeah. bleep, bleep, bleep. Now get your phone and get the hell out of here. Yeah. But uh, those are two things. Yeah, how do we get on this? But I tell you what, it really irritates me when people do that. The lottery ticket thing pisses the me off. The lottery ticket's really bad, yeah, especially if off. she's getting them out. She, Someone's like, I'll take five of those. So five of those, and then he says, I'll take two bingos, and I'll take one of the Seattle ones or whatever they are, Seattle sports yeah. team ones. And so he's scratching them off before he's actually even paid for them and wanting to and turn them around. I've actually asked people, I said, hey, man, kind of in a hurry. I have two items. Would you mind stepping out of line? Or better yet, just step out of line so I can get my stuff and yeah. pay for it, and I'll get out of your way. That sets me off, too. That that one, The lottery ticket thing really pisses me off. And I've told people, get out of line. Yeah. Go to your tickets over there. Because you're running the risk of of being physically harmed at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and I realize there's bigger things in the world to be upset about. I've even threw 20 bucks on the counter and said, I'll take it on seven. Well, he's still counting his lottery tickets. And, and they'll usually put you right in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So let's go ahead and just kind of jump into some topics here. What do you think? Sounds good. What, what do you got? Well, I was, did you hear about the, uh, are you interested in like bed and breakfast type areas? Have you ever been to a bed and breakfast? I have. They're actually pretty nice, right? I have been to one, yeah. Yeah, you're treated nice. very well. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times, if you go to the right one, you get sometimes you get a breakfast served in bed, and you know, if you want mimosas. Mm, I don't know if I've ever been to one like that. Yeah, well, I'll point you in the right direction. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so, so there's a new one, new one that's out. It's called Aspen Ridge, uh, and it's actually in Colorado. It's actually called a weed hotel, and it's very weed-friendly. It's a bed and breakfast, and this is... <laughs> This is the Bud and Breakfast in Colorado and in the United States. It's got gorgeous scenery to go with its weed. It also offers horseback riding, hot tubs, and yoga. Sounds amazing. I'm sold. Yeah, sold, right? It also includes a wake a wake and bake breakfast, and also at 4:20 in the afternoon, it's happy hour. Mm. So they're happy hours at 4:20, and it comes with a complimentary uh, marijuana bar. And so if you're looking for a legal and beautiful place to get high, the bed and breakfast might be for you. Yeah, I, you had me sold. I, I was sold that. <laughs> you had uh, me sold that uh, 420 as a happy hour. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty good happy hour. Yeah. And it's kind of funny. They showed out. They act, people can look it up. There's pictures of it. People were horseback riding. <laughs> it's funny. They're getting out of the van. They're all carrying a bong. They're like, hey, you want some of this? You want some of this? And they get on the horse. And away they go. But, uh, well, you know, it's funny. It's legal here in Washington State. Yeah. In, well, Col- in Colorado, too. California yeah. now. And you know what's funny Oregon. about Well, you know what's funny about, about weed is um, when you go into those stores, because here in Washington State, for people listening around the country, uh, and I'm sure it's the same way in Colorado. I've never been in, in the store. Yeah, right. But anyway, it, it's like the same as going and buying liquor. They they have these stores everywhere, and you can go in and buy whatever you want. It's completely legal. Yeah, it's completely fine. And I know they're worried about the crime element, and oh, people are going to be DUIs, and people are going to be fighting, and the crime is going to go through the roof. I think our crime rate in Washington State has actually dropped, and DUIs have actually dropped. And what's funny is when you go into the weed store. I mean, I, I mean, I have no problem saying I've gone into it. Yeah, uh, but. People are as cool as hell. There's yeah. long lines, and any any other place on the planet selling any other product, like we just mentioned at the grocery store, yeah, where you're losing your cool. Everyone is cool as hell in there. Yeah, I mean, no one is flipping out. No one's. Uh, everyone's just is cool. As everyone waits their turn. They everyone stand wait, in line. Yeah. They sit there and talk to you. It, it's the most yeah. friendly. You know, think about if it was like the liquor store and you cut someone off in the liquor store. Oh yeah, you might. You're get, gonna have some freaking problems, man. Yeah. You did that, and the weed store, they're like, oh, yeah, no problem, man. Go ahead. You're, what, 135? I'm 136. You're 137. I don't know. It doesn't really matter whoever they call first, right? Yeah. Right. And I'll tell you another thing about marijuana. You know, in all those to- all those years I-, I spent breaking up fist fights and getting into fights and throwing people out when I was bouncing, never once did I ever have to break up two guys that had been smoking weed. 
never once on the planet did I ever. Alcohol is a different story. Alcohol, hell yeah. People start drinking, all of a sudden they think they're six foot nine and 800 pounds. And yeah. weed is a different story, man. People don't want to fight. They're usually really cool. I think they had to legalize it across the nation. Just legalize it. In fact, I'm with Ron Paul. I think they had to legalize all drugs across the state. Yeah. Some people flip out over that. Like, oh my God, heroin. If heroin was legal, would you do heroin? No. No, of course not. I, I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. No way. And I think most people wouldn't touch it either. I don't think, you know, mo- most of these drugs, I think if they were legal, most people wouldn't touch them with a 10-foot pole. But marijuana, I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I think you you pretty much hit the nail on the head, too. You know, if if uh, if uh, heroin was legal, cocaine was legal, uh, methamphetamines were legal. You know what? Hey, look, those people aren't going to go out, and they're not going to they're not going to look to buy it. Um, I don't think on an everyday market like they would alcohol. You know, he even had to put alcohol out there, but it, you're just talking apples and oranges as far as the type of drugs. Yeah. Um, if somebody's gonna if somebody wants coke, then they're gonna go get coke. They're gonna use it. Anyway. They're gonna use it. If somebody wants, uh, they want to do uh some meth, they're gonna go find meth. Yeah. Uh, and I think if you actually, if it was, and I agree with what you're saying, if it was legalized, it's not going to change what I'm going to do. No. And I'm not going to go out and get meth and I'm not going to go get coke and I'm not going to do all these crazy things. But, and, and I don't think the people that actually do that type of stuff, it doesn't really matter because their next door neighbor has it or their friend has it or something like that. So it doesn't really matter. I mean, even if it was legal, so what? It's not going to matter. Yeah. And I think there should be more education on drugs. Like with heroin, you know, these kids in school, they ought to, and this is what I think should be done in education. Most parents will probably disagree with me on this, but they should have a drug course. Here's heroin. Here's how they make heroin. Here's what happens when you take heroin. Here's, here's an example of people who've, who've started on heroin and here's pictures of them after they've been on heroin, you know, and it's, and I don't mean this as a joke, but. Uh, you get people, your normal everyday people that are upstanding citizens start doing heroin. Within three months, they're out sucking some guy off. Or they're in a gutter. For, they're in a gutter. Yeah, somewhere. they're in a gutter trying to get their heroin fixed. I think if they educated people on the different drugs and just legalize everything. Because if you're going to do heroin, you're going to do it anyway. Yeah. If you're going to smoke weed, you're going to smoke weed anyway. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really matter. You know, they have this, oh, well, you can't smoke it until you're 21. There's a lot of high school kids smoking weed the only now. Pro- the only problem with legalizing something like that is if it was completely illegal, you would have a lot more people, I think, driving around under that type of influence and not being not being taken to jail, to jail based on law enforcement. No, they can still take you to jail. Alcohol's legal. No, for, yeah, for a but DUI. That does, but that doesn't mean that people don't drink and go out there and drive around. You know, that's a crazy thing about marijuana. That's mar- true. That's, that's true. a crazy thing about marijuana, too. Here's another, and I'm not, I feel like I'm promoting her, yeah, uh, marijuana. Yeah, you're a marijuana pro-activist. Go ahead, yeah. Wes. <laughs> let us, let us, tell us all about it. But honestly, obviously you and I have smoked marijuana. Right. How often do you go, hey, I'm going to go get in the car and I'm going to go drive around? It's not my first inclination. No, that's the last thing you feel like doing. You want a bag of chips? You want to click on Impractical yeah. Jokers? Let's get a sandwich, watch a little TV, yeah, and, and then I'll cruise relax. out in four hours. You yeah. know what I mean? Three or four hours. But you know, a lot of times when you start drinking, you're like, oh, I'm probably okay. I'll go on. But and that's after a whole bottle, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or a pint. You know, oh, all of a sudden liquid courage kicks in. So, yeah, and you think yeah, I have fine. no, I have no problem until you start driving home with one eye. Yeah, and there's a weird you know thing I mean? with, with marijuana to where that doesn't really, generally speaking, people don't get in the car and start driving around. I've never and seen, even if you do, you go slower. Yeah. You pay attention <laughs> to all the lights. You're doing 10 miles an you hour see and a who's 50. beside you, next to you. You're more aware of your situation. I'm not saying, hey, everybody should go drive while they're high on no, weed. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. No. Uh, I'm just saying it does have a little different uh, effect other than heroin because you're throwing up on yourself while you're driving. Uh, methamphetamines, you think everybody's after you, so you're speeding like hell. Yeah. And wh- I, I really don't know. What am I talking about? I shouldn't know this much about all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but but they, you see where I'm, you see where I'm yeah. saying. And I see what you're saying, too. But I think that they should legalize marijuana across all states. Well, they are. And they're actually, uh, and I don't know how far along they're with this. And 
I want to say it was like a month ago, 20 days ago. It might have been 40, 45 days ago. I'm not quite sure. But one of the things they are trying to do, and they've been trying to do it for some time, and I think eventually it will happen, is they're trying to legalize it on a federal level, which will make a big difference between, you know, for people and their jobs, um, pre-employment. You know, I guess the pre-employment, you, the companies still have the right to say, hey, we don't want that. We don't want those type of employees, which is fine. But if it goes on a federal level, things might start changing. Well, and, you know, even like prescription drugs for a moment. When you take Vicodin or you take Percocet or you take any of your pain, major painkilling drugs, it's a small form of heroin. Most people don't know that. Yeah, it really is. Opiate-based. It's an opiate-based. I mean, it's not heroin, but mm-hmm. you are. It, well, no, people melt it up and actually slam it like heroin. Well, and that doesn't shock me. But what I'm saying is, like, you wouldn't think prescription drugs would be like that. But, you know, how many people are addicted to prescription drugs? A lot. Flat out addicted to it. A lot. Now, how many people are addicted to marijuana? You could smoke marijuana every freaking day of your life and go three or four days without it, and there'll be no withdrawal symptoms at all. Yeah, I agree. That'll just legalize it. I think it it hurts the... uh, I could see, like, the tobacco industry cracking down and not wanting this. I could see prescription drug people cracking down and not wanting marijuana. Well, that's proven. That's already proven by the by the um, prescription companies because it takes a big dent out of the prescription, especially for, look, you know, for, for like chemotherapy. Yeah. I mean, there's another way of going about other than chemotherapy. There's a lot of people that use chemotherapy and radiation, and then they also use cannabis along with that. Um, and actually people have gone off. Can- I've, I've watched quite a bit of this on YouTube, different, uh, different stations, you know, about Parkinson's disease and whatnot. And, you know, anywhere from 10 to 60 milligrams of cannabis will actually completely make it to where the body can no longer grow cancerous cells. And then you and I were talking about, and you were saying something about the brain, the how the brain converts it or something like that. So, you know, cannabis actually has been proven in, in as far as, I can't say it's completely cured cancer, but there's a lot of people that claim that it, that it has. Uh, what it does is it makes it to where your body can no longer replicate cancer. So it can no longer grow. So it makes it go into a dormant state. And what it does is when it goes into a dormant state, it becomes weaker and weaker and weaker. And then your body can actually fight it. And there's people that have been on chemotherapy. There's been people been on radiation. I've watched so because I got kind of interested in this um, because we've had some, we've had some family members that have cancer. And uh, so I kind of looked into it and, some of the people that did cancer that did the uh the treatment of cannabis within six months it was it was completely the the cancer was completely gone you can completely know where to be found and then if it's gone another six months without of it and then another six months and yeah it could come back but then that's when you start the new dose again you know it's actually gone in a dormant state so it's something and the problem is is with cannabis it, what it does is it kills absolutely kills the the um, amount of uh, money that the prescription companies can that is killing them financially, you know, chemotherapy costs a hell of a lot more money. Uh, radiation costs a hell of a lot more money. You know what cannabis costs for um, for a single dose to get you to that point of uh, putting it into a dormant state or no longer being in your body? Take a guess. I think I saw online it was like three hundred bucks. Six hundred to twelve hundred dollars. Was it? Yeah. You can do a full. You can do a full thing of cannabis treatment, and it's not completely guaranteed. But if you go and you look at what a, what the, a lot of other people and and what and what happened to them, um, and you hear them hear their stories, I think you might jump on board with it. Well, they did a study. I think uh, chemotherapy has like, um, and I could be wrong on this figure. I know it was really and low. Chemotherapy kills you. More or less. Yeah, no. It either kills you or the cancer. Kills everything. Along with radiation. Look at the little girl that we talked about on, what, four four, four or five shows ago, that the radiation actually made her brain fall apart, and she died. Yeah. After she did cannabis. Cannabis cured her, but based on the radiation, radiation, her brain fell apart. That's a real shame. And that that comes from an official. That actually comes from somebody that has been, uh, what was he? He was a... uh, 
Maybe we should have more information on how to get. And you know what's funny is my ex girlfriend uh, is a nurse at a VA hospital, yep. and they will not prescribe cannabis even if you're dying of cancer and you can't eat because it's federally controlled. They don't make any money on it. Well, no, it's because it's federal, and so it's illegal on a federal level. So they can't prescribe it oh. even for medical reasons, and it's ridiculous. It's like I was talking to a guy tonight who was talking about how much pain he was in. He was going on and on about how much pain he was in, and they won't prescribe him uh, pain medication anymore. Doctors are scared to to do pain medication because there's so many junkies now. Well, I hate to even use the term junkies. If you're in true pain, the problem with pain medication is you take a little bit and it works. Right. Well, your body gets used to it. So instead of like three Vicodin, which is like, wow, I'm not in pain anymore. Two weeks goes by, now you need six Vicodin just to get back to that point of not being in pain. Mm -hmm. And then another month goes by, now those six Vicodin have no, and I'm using Vicodin as a bad example, but now those six Vicodin have no help whatsoever for pain. Now you need eight Vicodin, and now you need 10 Vicodin, and now you need, and some of these doctors, you prescribe the Vicodin that has acetaminophen in it. And it just destroys your liver. It's a terrible, the pain medication. People can, actually have died from large amounts of uh, Oxycontin. Prince. Prince is a prime example. What yeah. killed him? Acetaminophen. Yeah. yeah. Acetaminophen went into his liver and, and he couldn't process the amount of acetaminophen. It wasn't the actual drug itself. It was a Tylenol in the drug that killed him. And it's a damn shame, man. And it's, you know, like I said, it's this whole war on drugs that Reagan did was a freaking joke. Let's do a war on drugs. Yeah. Well, okay, there's a war on drugs. Do you think that's going to stop the guys from bringing heroin in? Do you think that's going to stop the guys from the cocaine bringing in? Do you think that's going to stop any of them? Hell no, it's not going to stop them. It's business. They're just going to find different ways to get around it. And I'll tell you another thing. Obama, I'm going to crack down on Obama for a second because I know how much you and Duke hate his guts more than I do. I don't necessarily hate his guts. You, want, you want him dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. I wouldn't mind standing in a ring with him for a few minutes, but it's not that I want him dead. But, you know, he's doing all these pardons. Yeah. And if I was president of the United States, which I said on the last show, I never would be, but I would go through all the people in prison that got busted for weed, and I would set them free. I would pardon every single one of them. You know, maybe except for the guys that were bringing over plane loads of it, were selling it everywhere, you know, like your major drug dealers. But you know, like these dime bags and these guys. Well, yeah, they had people that were that were like uh, three, four ounces. Uh, and today, I don't know what the legal part of it is, but I think you can have two ounces in your car at any, in two, three. I don't know what it is, man. But you can have a large amount of marijuana, and you're you're set free, no big deal. And there are some people that are in prison that should not be in prison because the laws have changed. And yeah. so I can kind of, I can see the pardon on that. They should pardon the crap out of those yeah. guys. I would pardon every single one. I don't think Obama's pardoned on those guys. He's actually pardoned people that were actually part of serious crimes, if if you go back and look. Yeah, he has. Terrorists and everything else. Yeah. So he's a mess. Yeah. Way, way to go, Obama. So, it, so on that note, Wes, you know, let's come back. We got some more topics. Let's come back after a break and we'll continue this. back you know north korea is while we're on the subject of uh marijuana i just make this a marijuana show yeah it's going pretty good it's going pretty good so far <laughs> uh, north korea cheered as pot paradise uh but the evidence is hazy and this is kind of an interesting article there there was a lot of people who they're giving north korea pretty high praise uh recently as being the the stoner capital of the world uh, marijuana news outlets, including High Times, Mary Jane, and Green Rush. I, I'm not sure that those are legitimate news sources. No, they are. Those are <laughs> no, they really are. High Times is a big one, man. Yeah, and Mary Jane. Uh, okay, well, anyway, uh, the British tabloids. Uh, That's ta- what I've heard anyways. <laughs> yeah, it's their number one news source. <laughs> uh, they're talking about how uh, North Korea is a pothead paradise. And it could even be the next Amsterdam uh, for pot tourism, 
which I don't, I don't know. There's too much tourism in North Korea, but uh, they're saying that they, uh, and it's mainly it's being openly sold to Chinese and Russian tourists because I think they're the only ones allowed in in North Korea. But what they're saying is you can buy a pound of marijuana for three bucks. That's a hell of a buy. That's like that's like a goodwill prices, man. Yeah, that's total. That's like giving it away. Uh, but what's interesting is they go down the article, and it's hard to confirm because you know they don't allow any news sources in there. They don't allow any sort of. Uh, no one's really been in to verify it. But some of these Chinese tourists that have gone in there, some of the Russian tourists have gone in there, say it's the best green they've ever smoked, and it's dirt cheap there, uh, which is. I find that a little hard to believe because North Korea is such a hard ass when it comes to like what music you listen to, what movies you watch, what, I mean, I don't think you can take a piss without Jim Kong or whatever his name is, you know, the little fat uh, dictator that's in charge without him knowing about it. But it's just interesting. They they threw this news story out. A lot of Chinese and Russian tourists said it's some of the best weed they ever smoked and it's dirt cheap. So... (laughs) Uh, good time. Yeah, three bucks a pound. Three bucks a pound, man. Yeah. Talk about Walmart prices, right. Jesus. No, that is that is very interesting. You know, it's funny because weed weed is getting more. We're turning this into how are we going to turn this into a weed show? I, I guess we're doing it. It's a renegade podcast, man. We talk about what we want. Yeah, I guess you're right. So back to weed, people. Whether you like it or not, uh, there's a lot of things going on in weed. I mean, and, and can even, I get you off real quick? Yeah, absolutely. They even have a Bigfoot weed here in Washington State. They do. More than one. More than one. Yeah. And it's got a Bigfoot logo Several on it. Several brands. That's messed up, right? Yeah. Well, not messed up. It's kind of cool that they... It's cool. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. I didn't mean cut you. Yeah, they have several, they have several uh, packages of weed that have the Bigfoot on it. I, I've only seen them a couple times just from friends, but... Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, 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 yeah, it's very interesting. It's actually, uh, from what I've heard, it's actually pretty good. Uh you know what's kind of funny is too is not only so we've got Bigfoot weed, we have cannabis, uh, which is carrying, which is going to supposedly helps cure cancer. Uh, there's did you know there's weed drinks? Did you know there's weed soda? Did you oh. know there's weed night time weed that you take in droppers that will actually help you to sleep better? They even have it. So we'll do that with what you said. They even have it like in bubble bath. You go down and buy it. Bubble you put bath it, now. You put it in the bathtub, and it's supposed to. Uh, oh dear God! Yeah, I wonder if Colin wants that in his bubble bath. <laughs> Probably not. So, anyways, where I was going with the, with the uh, weed drinks, there's something that's out new, and what it is, it's weed infused wine. Did you catch this? Did you hear anything about this? No, I didn't. I like wine and I like weeds. So. I do. Well, I I like the bowl too. It's like peanut butter and jam. <laughs> eggs and bacon i don't know uh so what you do is you get high while you drink well yeah get high while you drink uh so you can now buy weed infused wine which is called mary jane's wine right yeah, well, that's no that's pretty obvious uh they have created created an alternative way of uh consuming marijuana they have paired the paired the world's finest hemp with some of the greatest grapes. And what they've done, what they've done is the company are producing both red and white wines. And each bottle contains 10 mils of the CBD, which is the non part of non THC. Yeah. It's the non THC, which is supposed to help with, uh, body muscle aches, pain, uh, pain and stuff like that. And it's actually one of the main components of the cannabis. And so uh, after these wines, I guess they're getting pretty popular, and you can order them in certain areas, and it sounds like that your dinners will never be the same after this. Yeah, can you imagine how wasted you get real quick off that? You got the alcohol. Well, the CBDs are a little bit different. You, don't, you, you don't get the mental the mental complete high from them, yeah. but you do have the, um, <laughs> I guess, maybe the ability to where your legs won't work anymore, so you might not be able to walk. But uh, it is it is for pain, and I think there's a certain amount of people that, you know, for me, I'm not in a whole bunch of pain, but for people that actually uh, are in pain, I think this is a good thing for them. I think it's a lot better than taking, hey, let's take 60 milligrams of oxycodone 
and let's sit here and pass out for eight hours and then throw up because we need another another hit of 60 milligrams of oxycodone. Yeah. So I think this is, uh, yeah, I think it's a much better treatment, and I think people are going to probably like this a lot more. I'm not, I'm not quite sure, but I hate to go into the weed thing for the rest of the night. Uh, I think we've kind of made our point. Let's got a few more, a few more ideas on that. But uh, you know, scientific research on weed is is continually to grow. It's continuing to grow, and so you know, sky's the limit on it. We'll see where we're at. Well, there's so many things you can do with it. You make clothes out of it. Total hemp. You can do. It really is. I mean, I really have nothing against weed. I really don't. I don't either. I don't either. There's no addiction with it, despite what some doctor will tell you or some scientific you know some paid government do you realize that actually cannabis and weed is actually good for diabetes i didn't know that yeah actually you wouldn't think so because you want to eat well i guess it depends on the time what it does is it gets your body i need to quit clicking this pin on the mic uh what it is it gets your body to where the sugars and everything all come together you know how you want to eat when you eat weed some weed Some, some weed and so what happens is if you take a guy that let's say Drinks all day or drinks more than he should. Uh, and then he go, goes home at night, has dinner, doesn't eat very much dinner, but then he has a little bit of weed. It actually introduces the sugars, the correct salts, and puts your back into a, a, a more regular metabolism. When you have weed, you drink less. It's actually, it's it, it's been proven that it actually does help the body. Yeah. I'm sure half the audience already checked out. They're like, I'm not listening to these Cheech and Chong. Yeah, but yeah. it's not as bad as people think. If people do a little research on marijuana, it really isn't as bad as people think. And as far as a drug is concerned, uh, you know, if if you're in pain, and let's say let's let's take oxycontin off the table for a moment. Yeah. Let's take Vicodin off the table for a moment. Let's say you're against all that, but you're okay with ibuprofen, and so you pound six, seven ibuprofens a day because of pain. You're better off smoking weed. It's, Absolutely. it's not as hard on your liver. Absolutely. Your body processes it better. And it's it, it just amazes me how it's such this bad connotation with people. People look at it. It's because of money. Yeah. It has, to, it has to do with money. It has to do with prescription drugs. If you brought something like this in to where you could grow in your own backyard by yourself and you no longer needed those prescription drugs, they're yeah. out of business. Yeah. Right? So going off of uh, the stoner topic for a moment, did you see where this man's face blew up after his uh, e- he was smoking an e-cigarette and it exploded while he was smoking it? There's a picture on him, a picture of this guy online. It looks like he got shot in the face. Uh, the man lost seven teeth and suffered serious facial injuries when an e-cigarette exploded in his mouth at the over the weekend. You smell lawsuit on this? Absolute lawsuit. I mean, how could you not? If I was on the jury, I would award this guy whatever he wanted for this thing. Exploding. You want to know what my only defense is on that? And finish, finish telling your story. He lost some teeth. He did some plastic surgery or whatever, right? Andrew Hall from Idaho was inhaling a device when the incident happened. As well as losing several teeth, Hall was left with chunks of plastic wedged into his face and second-degree burns. This guy's in bad shape, man. This guy's in really bad shape. There's a picture of him online. It looks like he got shot in the face. I mean, that's how bad it is. And you can see all his missing teeth, and uh, there's pictures of blood everywhere. Uh, he said, I've been I've been vaping for about a year now, and I assure you, I did not do anything I wasn't supposed to do, but it exploded in my face. I lost seven teeth, second-degree burns to my face, neck, and have been pulling chunks of plastic, teeth, and foreign objects out of my mouth, throat, and lips. He urged that the e-cigarette was in full working order and that the battery was was incorrectly. So you want to know what's kind of funny about that whole thing? It's not really a funny ordeal. People are actually getting hurt. People are getting their mouths blown off. People are getting their legs. And did you see the guy that got his leg on fire and he had to have like uh, three different surgeries to uh, bring his skin back and rehabilitate, really, excuse me, rehabilitate his leg? Did you see that? No, I didn't see that one. So what people are doing for 
people that don't know anything about e-cigarettes. The normal e-cigarette that you would buy at any store, any uh, uh, tobacco store, vape store, or whatever, if you get the small one, if you get the small one, what they're meant for, uh, and they re- they recharge on like a USB port, those are okay. The problem is, is, is now you're getting into these competitions with people that are trying to blow the biggest smoke vape. I mean, they're hooking up basically a freaking car battery to these things. And they're like, hey, look at me. I can blow smoke for like three miles. Uh, and what problem is, and what the problem is, is when you put something that has, let's say, I, I'm, I'm going to take a guess here because I've seen several of these. Uh, because I kind of I kind of dove into it a little bit as far as vaping, and what it is is these guys are these guys are sticking like eight nine C batteries or eight nine D batteries into this uh, compilation or control panel, and what they do is they want to see who can get the the biggest plume right. I mean that's that's the biggest plume makes you the king of whatever you want to call it, man, the king of vape. And so what they do is they can blow the biggest, the biggest smoke cloud steam. And when we smoke, it's actually steam because it's water based. Uh, and what they do is they, is they blow it out. Well, you know what? Hook nine, hook nine or nine C batteries together and short them out and see what happens. You're going to catch your leg on fire. You're going to catch your face on fire. Some of them blow up. And that's where people are going wrong. They've took they've took something that was so simple, based on a couple AA batteries uh, that could be recharged basically off a USB, based off your computer, and it's not going to get any more like three volts. These guys are going up to stuff that can that can damn well start a freaking car if it had to, and that's where the explosions are coming from. Uh, and they're not paying attention. They don't know what they're doing as far as voltage and wiring. And they're adding heat to it. They're adding a uh, some sort of fuel, which would be the oil. And then you add the oxygen to it. You've just created a small bomb in your pocket, buddy. And if you can't figure that out, well, then you probably should not be vaping. Yeah, I wondered about how that, why they would just explode like that. It's 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 a competition. You go into some of these vape stores, and I've been into them. You walk up to the vape bar. You can try different flavors. You can try coconut. You can try freaking Reese's Pieces, licorice, uh, strawberry, strawberry shake, uh, vanilla. There's a whole bunch of different flavors, right? But they're all based on little tiny batteries that are like, I, I want to say they're double A. I'm not sure if they're triple A. But they have tasters that you can try. Well, then you can go up to the next big counter. And you can pick, oh, hey, I want the biggest freaking battery you got. And not only that, but I want about eight of them. And so what they do is they put all these batteries and they wire them all together in a consecutive sequence. And then they have a start button and they throw some oil in there. What are your thoughts? Hey, let's put a whole bunch of batteries together. Let's throw an explosive uh, type of material on the end of it. And we'll have a little we'll have a little striker, and we'll let's see what happens with all that. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I'm curious. It's going to blow that, up. It's going to blow up in your face. I'm curious about the guy that it blew up in his pocket that you were talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. So there was another guy that actually blew up in his pocket. Uh, I'm not sure the complete details of it, but I'm sure he had like a maglite fat. <laughs> he had probably like a maglite type of um one of these uh of vape sticks or not vape sticks battery of vape operated machines that was probably the size of a maglite which had more power than it actually should have been the problem is that some of that stuff goes bad man when that goes bad it blows up yeah. uh and creates a fire and you know do you realize they have actually vape competition now competitions now I saw that on Facebook. I saw where they were blowing smoke. I thought they were smoking marijuana because it was so much smoke coming out. So much plume. It's like a fire going off in your mouth, right? Yeah. So there's this place that's called, um, I believe it's called Bubba's. It's up here on Mill Plain. It's not too far from us. And what they do is one day a week, they come in there and these people, what they do, it used to be RC. You remember RC cars back in the day? Yeah. So you take RC cars and you can wire in so many C batteries and then you can have a guy that's uh, more than stock or he's in the aftermarket event and he's going to race 
not with the stock guys, but with the pro guys, adds a couple more batteries and wires them up. Well, you know what? The motor runs hotter than hell by then, right? Um, servos run, the servos run faster. The motor runs hot. Uh, the four-wheel drive gears get more warmed up because they're, they're spinning more than they should. It's the same thing. It's the exact same thing on a vape on a vape stick when you're smoking it. When you add too much power, more than you should, and you run it and you hold that trigger down because you want to have the biggest vape, you know what? You're going to blow eight of your teeth out, and you're going to let your damn leg on fire. And you know what? No one's going to feel sorry for you because you're a dumbass. Yeah, I didn't know that. I guess if that's what they're doing, then I'm with you on it. It's their own fault. The original vape sticks that you get... And not only just in a marijuana store, you can get them at Minimarts, you can smoke tobacco with them, and what they do is they run basically on a couple triple A's or a couple double A's, and they charge on USB. So that tells you how much, how powerful they are, because there's USB. Well, some of these guys, I think they're plugging them into their car battery, firing them up and charging them up like they're an RC-10 or they're... Or, you know, or they're a monster, a remote controlled monster truck that has like, you know, 10, 12, 15, 24 volts, whatever it is. And it's too much. And when you heat something like that up and you throw it in your pocket, you put it in your face. It's a bomb. Odds are it's a bomb, dude. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't feel sorry for these people. I hope that was the case with this guy. I hope he read it up. And Look it, it up. And it wasn't. Look it up. Well, in this case, I hope it wasn't just a malfunction. The word just blew up. A I, malfunction with a smaller battery wouldn't blow eight of your teeth out, bud. That's true. That's true. You got to have something more powerful than three double A's blowing your teeth out. Yeah, good point. Thanks for ruining my story. Yeah, well, I'm just telling you, I've seen it firsthand, and I think it's absolutely ridiculous. And I think there will be. I think eventually, um, and what it is, you can go to the, the so. We're spending way too much time on this, but I'll give a quick 20-second spiel. You can go up to these places, say what you want, what kind of plume you want, the size of batteries, what the charge time is, and boom, they'll build it for you right there on site. Oh, I guess it can so. cost anywhere from $40. can cost up to $400. It doesn't really matter or anything above that. But you start getting into that type, that type of a DC current that you can't really control. And then you stick it in your mouth. You know what? Here's a grenade. Put this grenade in your mouth and smoke that. Yeah, that makes sense. That actually makes sense. You know what I mean? Having it, why it would blow up on you. Yeah, it's horrible. And then young folks, they don't get it today. Today, it's all competition. Hey, I got a bigger plume than you. I got better oil than you. You know what? You're all going to, you all need to chill out. <laughs> chill out. I hate to say go back to cigarettes, but that's not the, that's not the right answer either. Yeah. And we'll be back after these words. Yeah, thanks for joining us again and coming back to the Renegade Podcast. Uh, While we were on break there for a minute, I actually had someone call me up uh, via Skype. Uh, well, we're actually kind of getting along here on Facebook and he has a alien encounter. And I think that might be, uh, something we can't cover it tonight. Wes. we don't have enough time. We're kind of running out of time, but, uh, I think next week let's have this guy on and I'm not going to tell his name, uh, until I've talked to him. I've actually talked to him before. He's a, he's a good friend of mine. Uh, you have talked to him and I think let's bring him on next week and see what he has to say. What do you think? Yeah, I'm excited to have him on. Actually, I think I'm, I had him on Sasquatch Chronicles, and he had a pretty cool Bigfoot encounter. And he, I remember when you talked to him, you were going to do that show Pitch Black. And it actually is a really cool UFO encounter, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, it doesn't seem too far-fetched. It's actually, uh, I guess you, you would say it's a type of encounter to where you would believe almost all of it, if not 90 to a hundred percent of it, because it's, it's not far fetched. And if you know the guy, uh, that we'll bring on, and I'm not sure if he wants to tell us his name or not, but, uh, we'll, we'll hold that back for now and, and we'll, and we'll get a hold of him in the next couple of days and see how he feels about that. But 
it, it's an amazing encounter, and there was more than one person involved. I think there was two or three people involved in that encounter. Yeah, it was in Washington State, wasn't it? It was in Washington yeah. State. I believe it was up a little, a little bit north uh, on one of the lakes there. But we'll get all the details from him, and and I will personally try to get a hold of him this week. Uh, I'll get a set up, you know, and try to work a, a day out with you and uh, and uh, we'll go from there and, and maybe we'll do a small interview. I, I know his encounter is very interesting, so we'll go from there. Yeah, the portions I heard is very interesting. You know, going way off topic from that, and I can't wait to hear that guy's encounter, but I wanted to, um, <laughs> this story, college student set to cut off his penis if Trump builds a wall. Did you hear about this? Guy wants to cut his penis off if he... Uh, I did. Builds a wall. You know what? Just cut it off now. Yeah. Just save us all the BS and just get to cutting is the way I feel about it. You know what I mean? Like, who, who does this guy think he's here's threatening? A, here's a butter knife. Go at it, buddy. Yeah. Who does this guy think he's threatening? Uh, it's Seth Greenberg, a freshman of University of California. Shocking. Mm-hmm. Has announced that he will publicly remove his penis. If a wall is built on the Mexican-United States border, get to cutting, buddy. I got a knife. Have at it. I mean, that's what, honestly, that sounds heartless. That's why I felt about it. I'm tired of all these empty threats, these celebrities. Listen, you, you, it's pretty obvious by listening to the show. I'm pretty middle of the road. Yeah, I'm not, like, completely way far off to the right. I'm not completely far off to the left. I think Democrats are just as crazy as most Republicans. And I'm tired of this BS, you know, these celebrities that are like, if Trump gets elected, I'm leaving. Well, pack your pack your stuff and go. I mean, get out. I, You know, I, I didn't throw a fit when Obama got elected. I didn't throw a fit when Bush got elected. I didn't, I wasn't being a baby about, grow up. You know what I mean? Cut, if you're going to cut your balls off, cut them off. Get this, get this kid a knife and, and get cracking. Uh, I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of these. Uh, it, it's it's ridiculous. The whole conversation is ridiculous. So this guy wants to cut his penis off. Well, does he think that Trump is going to go, hey, you know what? This guy says he's going to cut his balls off, so we're not going to build this wall. He said, I'm so confident that Trump is full of blank, bad word, that I will cut my penis off publicly if he adds even one mile to a new wall, says Greenberg. You know what? People like that pretty much just talk out of uh, frustration, I think. You have Rosie O'Donnell. You have some of the other stars that said, oh, hey, you know, if Trump's president, we're going to move to Canada. Mm-hmm. Where are they still at? Yeah, they're still here. They're still they're still here having Starbucks and eating bagels in the morning. I don't know. Man. I didn't even know what to say about that other than, you know what, stand behind your words. You know, if you're so tough and you're such a tough guy, well, then leave the country. I have nothing to say to you anyways, especially Rosie O'Donnell. She has the biggest freaking mouth, and she's a loud mouth, and I think she's obnoxious. And anytime she comes on the TV, I switch it. It's it's bad news. I don't even want to listen to it. And I really feel like that the American people really need to come together. And I realize it's Democrats, uh, Republicans, liberals. Uh, you have people that don't vote. You have the people... There are all sorts of different people. But when it comes right down to it, and if we all want to make it, we all need to survive together. And at some point, I know it sounds impossible, but we have to come to some sort of common ground. And I'm not sure what the common ground is. Uh, and I'm not sure where people are going to you know, say, oh, well, this, if Trump says this, Hillary says this, and then we have the Clintons that said this, Ronald Reagan said this. What's he going to do? Eight, let's say Trump makes it eight years. I don't think he'll make it eight years. Well, let's just say he does. Let's say Trump goes eight years. Doesn't it? Do, he does two terms. Well, now you don't have a now you don't have a dick. And what are you going to tell people? Eight years ago, Trump said he was going to build this wall, so I cut my penis. People are going to think you're nuts. You know what I mean? You're completely nuts. I cut my penis off in year five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, give me a break, man. Yeah. Give me a freaking And, you break. know, part of it is is there's a lot of things that I don't like about Hillary. There's a lot of things that I don't like about Trump. Um, there are some good things about both of them. But, you know, what? when it comes right down to it, to the, to the end of the day, 
it's really about the people. And the people have spoken, you know, hey, Donald Trump is the next president. Whether you like it or not, we need to get that figured out. Yeah. You know, between, and over a wall. You're gonna cut your you're gonna cut your dick off over a wall. Well he's in he's a dumb shit. Yeah. I mean, let's face it, he's a dumb shit. Would you say that? Hey, yeah. I'm gonna cut I'm gonna cut my my junk off uh if Donald Trump doesn't build a wall. And I love how all these celebrities And that really shows you the mentality of the people that are like not only behind uh Hillary supporters, but not only behind Trump supporters. I mean, if you're gonna make a comment like that, hey, I'm cutting my junk off because this ain't happening. That really shows you're... You're nuts. <laughs> you're freaking crazy, right? Yeah. And all these celebrities... Sure, funny, none of them wanted to go to Mexico. Do you understand that? Did, did yeah. you follow that? Yeah, Not one of them said, hey, I'm moving to Mexico. What, yeah. what, what's wrong with Mexico? Yeah. If I was they a celebrity... They went to Canada. Yeah, they want to go to Canada, Canada where it's cold. Yeah. But my point is, if I was a celebrity and I was threatening to leave, I'd go to Cabo. I'd be like, I'm moving to Cabo. That's where I'm going to live. It's sunny, it's warm, the people are nice, there's great food down there, and I can swim in the ocean every day. There's a lot of other places to go that would 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 appetite would wet my appetite more than uh going to Canada. Right. Or Yeah. Canada I guess would be the pick, but not, not really. I'd go I'd go to like the Virgin Island somewhere, you know what I mean? Yeah. Somewhere away from here. I'd go live in Cabo. I've been to Cabo. Cabo's nice. Yeah, Cabo's nice. Yeah. I'd take up fishing. I'd be a fisherman. You hate fishing. I'd take up fishing, though. I could get used to it. Or I'd be one of those guys in little boats. If you've ever been to Cabo, uh, Sammy Hager has this bar right there. Great bar, by the way. And uh, food's pretty good. And the people are actually really nice. And you can go buy, we're talking about marijuana. You can go buy any drug you want in the pharmacy. You just walk in and say, hey, I got a headache. And they're like, oh, here's some heroin. Here's some... uh, you know, whatever you want. And it's a pretty much open market. At yeah, that point. it's an yeah. open market. And I say that jokingly. I'm sure there's someone out there be like, what's Wes said heroin. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you walk in and be like, I remember I went in one time, I had a headache, and I was trying to find Tylenol. And they had a doctor right there, right behind the counter. He's like, oh, here's a prescription for uh, Percocet. And he's got all these unmarked pills in this unmarked bottle he's handing me. Here's I'm your like, Percocet and your Xanax together. Try to take those together. And yeah. You'd be a okay. And crush them up and snore them. It's a, it, it hits you faster. <laughs> no, but it's funny because you can't go in there and like buy Tylenol. Yeah. It's like they have all these other things that, that you can buy. And that wouldn't be the reason to go down there. I, I just love Cabo. The, the, the ocean. Yeah, no, I've, ne- I've never been to Cabo. Nice. I actually have family have it, that have uh, places in Cabo. I've never been there. But, uh, you know, I mean, there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different opportunities for people to take. I guess what I'm tired of, to be honest with you, is I'm tired of this whole bullshit with Hillary and Donald Trump and all the negative negativity and the FBI, the CIA, Russia. I'm tired of the crap, man. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons to leave America, but who's president is pretty far down on the list as far yeah. as why I would leave America. Right. I mean, I could think of a million other right. reasons why I'd be like, if I was in a position to where I'd be like, you know what, I'm going to move to Switzerland or call, you know, Mexico or Canada or who's president isn't. I, I got news for people. Presidents are only for four years, eight if he's lucky. And then there's a new president that comes in. So everyone hold their horses. It's going to be okay. We had Obama for eight years. Do you you agree with his policies? I don't. Some people do. That's fine. But at the end of the day, guess what? He's gone tomorrow. And now we got a new president. There's There's no reason to cut your junk off. Because in eight years or four years. Keep your penis for eight more years. (laughs) (laughs) You'll miss it when it's gone. Yeah, you'll miss it when it's gone, buddy. You'll miss it when it's gone. Take it easy on, uh, yeah, you know. You think he'd say, I'm going to cut a finger off or something. I mean, come on, don't cut your junk off. Yeah, that's 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 a little too extreme for me. I don't yeah. think I'd go that far. I'm a little bitter towards... Over, over Donald Trump? I'm yeah. going to cut my junk off after because of Donald Trump? I think he's got a little more issues. Because he's not worried about having a woman anytime soon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It might be a little hard to explain. I don't know. You probably heard this. We talked a little bit about it. But did you hear about all the bikers that are going to be um, arriving? So there, uh, let me back up. Suppose there's going to be 2,000 
plus 200,000, excuse me, 200,000, 200,000 bikers. I kind of looked at some of the pictures. It looks like it was a mixed bunch of bikers. I can't say they're all Hells Angels. Uh, I can't say they're all veterans. Regardless, bikers are not somebody to be messed with. Because if you mess with one biker, you've got about 50. you got 50 more to mess with. And usually they're all middle-aged men. I would say early, middle-aged, late-aged men that um, probably have done a few things in their time. Yeah. Let's say, but anyways, there's going to be two hundred thousand bikers on um, on the twentieth, January twentieth, which is going to be uh, uh, President Elect Donald Trump's inauguration. What and, could go wrong? <laughs> I I foresee lots of things going wrong, and also you know this I might be all wet on this one too, but I read this somewhere, and I wish I would have looked it up earlier. But also on the same day of the inauguration. There was going to be a group, I want to say it was 2,000 people, 2,500, I want to say 2,500 people. People send me an email, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm okay with that because I'm usually wrong. But there's going to be uh, around 2,500 people that on 420 on the, here we go back to marijuana, 420 on Inauguration Day, and they're handing out something like 4,000 joints. Did you hear this? Yeah, I heard a portion of it. There's going to be like four thousand joints are going to be hang or they're going to be handed out, and everybody's going to partake of on four twenty on Donald Trump's inauguration. Good, everyone can relax, calm down a little bit, <laughs> especially with the bikers, right? Yeah, especially with the bikers. So I don't know, man. It's a crazy world we live in. You know, stuff like this we would have never heard of like 10 years ago. Oh, hell no. You know, it's a completely different world. And I'm not sure where we're going with it, good or bad. Uh, People people seem to talk out a little bit more. They're a little bit more uh, heart-spoken and and a hell of a lot more violent. And crazy. And crazy. You see it on Facebook. Delusional. You see how crazy people are on Facebook with their status updates and... Their arguments they get into with, um, I just thought the Bigfoot world was nuts, but I've come to the conclusion the world's nuts. Well, I think not only the world is nuts, but I think a lot of the news that is given to the world are just as nuts. Because I feel like there's a lot of false information that is, that is being given to the public people, and I think it's I think it's a matter it's it's a matter of trying to scare them, and it's working. Yeah, it's not hard to rile people up. It's not hard to create fake news and rile people up. Yeah. And you see it. They do it all the time. I see it on Facebook all the time. These people will post these comments on, it's like, Trump says everyone should die. And that's just clickbait. You click on it and it goes to like some ad and it gets shared like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. Or it's like, Obama's the Antichrist. And then you click on it and... He's like like McDonald's or something. He went out with Secret Service to McDonald's. To, it's all clickbait. It's all just BS. Most of the news is complete, fabricated BS. They're creating the story for you to pay attention to. And Facebook drives me nuts because there's so much clickbait on there. It's horrible. It's horrible, man. Yeah. And it's like it, half these people don't read the article. They see a picture. They read the title. And then they start sharing it like there's no tomorrow. And no one takes two seconds to actually click on it and see what was actually said. And then it's like, this has nothing all to they do, do with is they take the All they do is they take the very first three or four or five, six words as a headline. And they take that and then they adjust in their mind what it's about, false or true. And they, and they make their own decision on it without actually reading the article. Yeah, I read one about marijuana the other day. That's like the marijuana show. We should call it something like... Yeah, we should call it 420. Yeah, 420 or getting wet or something like that. (laughs) But uh, I saw one where it was like uh, someone had posted about how marijuana kills brain cells and like you can actually end up brain dead if you smoke it for too long. I went through and read the article and it was like off Billy Bob's blog post, some irrelevant... and, And what he was writing about was completely irrelevant and it's like, here you go. Here's your proof. And a lot of times I'll ask people, did you actually read what you just posted? And they're like, uh, no, I didn't read it. Yeah. It's like, but you're posting it on, on Facebook like it's like it's real news. They read the headline and they post like they all know they know everything about it. That's the problem. Yeah. Before we close out tonight, I want to play something for you. Yeah. This is Mark Dice 
I actually like Mark Dice. I think he's a little bit nuts. He's a little bit too far right for me. But you would think... Mark Dice. Yeah, Mark Dice. He's a YouTuber. And he's more of a right-wing YouTuber. I I enjoy his videos. It's kind of like I'm not really into Fox News, but I'll watch Bill O'Reilly. And I think Bill O'Reilly's a little nuts sometimes, and I think he's way off base on a lot of things. I think he's completely way off base a lot of times. But he's entertaining. Yeah. He is flat out in He brings up some good points, but you know what? The, the, the He's a blowhard. He is a definite blowhard. The amount of what the the good stuff that he brings, he brings the, the equivalent to not so hot stuff. Yeah. You know, to the to the show. But anyways, go ahead. So, my point is, do you think it's against the law to post on social media about assassinating the president elect? I would say absolutely. Take a listen to this. As expected, assassination threats are flooding Twitter, and of course, the liberal leadership of this social media giant refused to do anything about it. The tweets clearly violate the terms of service, but CEO Jack Dorsey and the Twitter Safety Council are, of course, allowing the threats to persist. One of which has been posting threats all day. Of course, the account hasn't been suspended. But if you disagree with the feminist to call someone fat or use certain words that offend the LGBT community, your account is promptly terminated for terms of service violations. Many of you know that I've been documenting the Donald Trump death threats on this YouTube channel for well over a year, reports which have led to multiple arrests, but the mainstream media continues to refuse to cover the fact that these threats are allowed on these social media platforms, while they suspend accounts from conservatives for just mild criticism of the liberal agenda. Here's just a small sample of the sewer pipe on Twitter today, quote... Whoever assassinate Trump going out a legend. This guy couldn't even tweet in proper grammar. Hey, Americans, if you're planning on assassinating Trump, make sure you assassinate Pence, too. Ain't no one want him as president. This person tweeted out a poll asking if he should assassinate Trump, and 55% of the respondents said yes. Quote, I want to assassinate Trump and Pence. Who else? That's right, y'all, my boy Austin. Someone take one for the team and assassinate Trump. This guy responded to the fact that El Chapo is being extradited to the United States, saying, My man's better come through and assassinate Trump. Y'all effin' assassinate Trump and Pence. Like, take one or two for the team. El Chapo's being extradited to the U.S. Maybe he'll escape again and assassinate Trump. So who gonna assassinate Trump? This on the same day that CNN aired a story that many are interpreting as an assassination fantasy, saying that if someone were to kill enough of Trump's incoming cabinet, that Obama would still be in power. This account has been tweeting about assassinating Trump all day and, of course, still hasn't been suspended, and even retweeted a local news reporter mocking their report, saying that law enforcement sources tell him that the Tracy Pickerill Twitter account does not appear to be a prosecutable crime. Despite her tweeting out that she would set up a GoFundMe account in order to pay someone to assassinate President-elect Trump. Thankfully, Barack Obama will be gone in just a few hours, and the Trump administration will take over the presidency and the Justice Department, and scumbag liberals like these will be finally prosecuted. I'm Mark Dice. Thanks for watching. Subscribe to my channel if you're new, and check back here every day for new reports. And I'll see you soon. Unbelievable. (laughs) Jesus. Well, that's it for tonight, everyone. We will see you guys next time. Have a good night, everyone.